Welcome to The Racing Mentor with Jess Shanahan, a brand new podcast that will help you fund your racing career and reach new heights. Hi everyone, today we are moving a little bit away from the usual content about how to get sponsorship and how to best serve your sponsors because a few of you have been asking about what to do with that sponsorship money in terms of tax implications, whether you need to register as a business and all that kind of stuff. It's not the sexiest subject, but it's something you all need to know because the last thing you want to do is get caught out. So I'm going to be speaking to Jeremiah from RHJ Accountants, and we're going to go through everything that you need to know in terms of how to like deal with that money in terms of bank accounts, what to do when you get to the stage where you're earning big bucks, whether you need to register as self-employed, limited company, all that kind of stuff. Before I speak to Jeremiah, however, I just wanted to make sure that you're all subscribed to the Racing Mentor newsletter. This is where I send out sponsorship opportunities, news, tailored advice, that kind of thing. Um, You can find a link to sign up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash racing mentor or there's links all over the website. I will also pop a link in the podcast notes for this episode. You can find that at racingmentor.com slash podcasts slash 003. And the format for all the show notes always stays the same. You just need to change that number at the end based on which episode you're listening to. So the first episode was 001. Now, let's get on to speaking to Jeremiah and finding out a little bit more about how you can handle your finances and what you need to do to set up as an official business. Hello, Jeremiah. Could you please tell us a little bit more about your background as an accountant? Hi, Jess. Yeah, my name is Jeremiah. Um, I'm the owner um, and managing director of RHJ Accountants. Um, I have been an accountant since I left school at 16 years old. Um, I'm now 31. So that's all, all I've ever, ever done, basically. <laughs> it's all I know. Accountancy. Um, and I've worked with many different clients over the years in terms of Clients in sports, clients in music, film, um, everything really. So I've got a vast knowledge in terms of sponsorship and the different tax treatments of, of sponsorship as well. Okay, so let, let's talk a bit about racing driver finances. Yes. This is it's something I know nothing about, but so many people have asked me about this so thank you for being here today hopefully you'll be able to answer some of our questions yeah definitely. F- first off how should a racing driver be set up do they have to be registered as a limited company or is self-employed okay or do they have to register as anything at all um it's my belief that a limited company is better number one because of the limited liability factor meaning if the worst was ever to happen if if the company's obviously been trading properly, then only only the company's assets would be at risk, not the obviously person. So that's obviously one big difference, which is why we we always, we always recommend um, having a limited company. Okay, and I, I I'm set up as a limited company, and I know that it's it's quite different and slightly more complicated 
than being self-employed. Yeah. So is there a benefit at, at the start of, say, a racing career where you're maybe only looking for a few thousand pounds to go off and play in a car? Is self-employed probably a better route at that stage? I, I'd say, uh, yeah, it, it really does depend. And obviously, again, the amounts of money. So a few thousand, I would agree, self-employed. If we're talking larger sums, sort of tens of thousands and upwards, that's when you, you should really look at having a limited company. Okay. Um, and so how, how is that structured differently? How would a driver have to operate to be a limited company rather than just self-employed, which I know is a little bit more simple? Yeah, no problem. Well, they would need to have a company set up at company's house. Um, this is what, again, any accountant would be able to do for them. Um, like basically set their company up, have something called shares, in the company, which which basically states who is the owner of the company, um, and then it's just literally a case of having a bit a business bank account set up, and that's it. Voila, you've got a limited company, and you you're sort of ready to roll. Okay, and that that is generally with the with the business bank account, and we'll touch more on this later. Yeah. That is generally a better way to kind of manage finances rather than muddling it all in with your day to day cash. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because you want to have a clear split between what is business and what is personal. Okay, yeah. and so for the for the drivers that have day jobs, yeah, how how are they affected? um by tax and all that kind of stuff if they also have a limited company okay so if they have if they have a day job and they're employed um pay as you earn any tax regard with, with um with with their normal wage slips would obviously just be taxed as normal so they wouldn't end up paying any extra tax on their employed income okay however for their limited company depending on how they take the funds out of the company which we would recommend taking something called dividends. That's what we'd recommend. And that, um, currently speaking, you have a tax allowance of £5,000 in the tax year, which is tax-free. Um, after that, you would pay tax at 7.5%. And so for, for drivers, generally what, what they do is they will get money in from a sponsor yeah, and then that money will go straight out to pay for things like tires, um, race entries, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So generally, I don't think there are a, a huge amount of drivers who will be paying themselves dividends or anything like that. No. Not many have have the you know the privilege of being able to make money from this. Yes, that's correct. So does that mean that they wouldn't be paying a certain amount of tax, or does that make things easier at all? It, I mean, if they're not making, obviously, any type of money from it, again, there wouldn't be any tax payable. It's it, 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 Obviously, again, it depends on the racing drive, but if you've got sort of large racing dri drivers that are making, you know, a good amount of money from this, I would imagine that any income they're making would be paid into their limited company. And obviously, that's when the, the sort of tax would sort of come into play. Okay. And so what about if someone owns a team? Um, they might yes. just be a group of friends who are racing together under the same name. 
would it okay. be better for them to have separate limited companies each and just for you know branding purposes run under one name or would they be better to lump everything together in terms of money um and one limited company um i would say for maybe ease you could lump it all into one but what i would always say is if people are going in into a limited company together they'd probably need something like a shareholder agreement in place or a director's agreement, which basically states out, this is what the company is for, this is what the directors and the shareholders are going to get from the company and what their roles are as well. Okay. And, and what's the best way to go about setting up something like that? Could it be a really just simple written agreement that everyone signs? Or would you suggest getting a lawyer involved? Yeah, I would definitely recommend um, legal advice because um, I've I've seen in the past um, people have agreements in place and then, you know, the thing is like what I've noticed is some people are friends and then when it comes to business, the friendship kind of goes a bit sour sometimes. So I always think it's best to get legal, legal advice. Okay, so say I am a racing driver. If only. Um, say I'm yes. <laughs> say I'm a racing driver and I decide that tomorrow I'm gonna go out and race in one of the slightly cheaper series out there. I don't have my own limited company, I'm self employed during the day in whatever job I do. Um yep. and a company comes to me and says, I wanna give you five thousand pounds to go racing and I say, Wow, that's amazing, thank you very much and I go racing with that money. What would I have to do in that instance as I'm not already set up um, as a sole trader or as a limited company? Um, what I would say for that amount of money, you could set up as a sole trader, which would literally mean you'd have to be registered with, with HMRC and HMRC would issue what's known as a unique tax reference number. And that, and that basically means um, at the end of the tax year, you would have to file a tax return basically basically saying this is the income i made or this is i had sponsorship but then i obviously paid out money for certain things from the sponsorship but it's just about obviously being registered and then declaring that to hmrc okay so if i've kind of i've started my my racing year doing what i'm doing in racing and i've got some money would i have to register straight away or could i literally do it before i'm about to turn in my tax return um, what I'd normally recommend is not to leave it any longer than three months okay. afterwards. Um, if it is late, it's not, it's not the end of the world, but I always advise the, the sooner the better. Okay. And is that really as simple as kind of going onto the HMRC website and signing up? Yeah, yeah, you can you can literally register online. You can do everything online to, to like register okay. now. Brilliant. That makes things really easy. Flipping it round kind of to, to the other side, are yes. there tax benefits to businesses who sponsor drivers? Is it that money that they're spending, does that work in a different way to the normal marketing or advertising spend? Yes. So um, if obviously um, a company sponsors a driver and it comes under a sponsorship um, agreement, like it is it is tax deductible if it if it basically meets an arm's length um purpose rule so that which basically means that the company who's sponsoring aren't getting any type of personal benefit from the sponsorship okay. 
it has to be for a business purpose. There was actually um, a well-known case. Uh, it was the Interf Interfish case, which actually ruled ruled in favour of um, basically a sponsor against HMRC, and the sponsor won. So it has been obviously proven. Okay, so so what's personal benefit over, say, business benefit? So personal benefit would mean that your that the that company is getting something personal out of this, which is not wholly and it's exclusively for the business. So it could be they could be getting I don't know personal tickets like racing tickets. There, there's some there's it's like if it's just a business advertising transaction, you sponsor it and the business and then your and then the driver is just promote promoting your brand. That's kind of how it would work in terms of a business. So how would that work in terms with, say, a family friend owns a business and they want to sponsor yes. a driver? Is there, does it get a bit muddy there? Or if the driver is, you know, gen genuinely being a brand ambassador, advertising the brand on their car, etc., is that still okay? Does that still fall under sponsorship? It No, it does. It does get a bit messy. And that's what the um, in Interfish case was about. But as long as it, as the sponsorship is what it would be for anybody that's non-family, so like commercial value, I think that's the key test. It it shouldn't be um, excessive, really. So you, you couldn't just plow. Like like say the sponsorship value should normally be ten thousand pounds. You couldn't put a hundred thousand in because it would look a bit like well, this isn't really for the commercial value. This is just trying to basically pay less tax because the spon because the sponsorship is is deductible for tax purposes. Okay. And so is normal marketing and advertising spend not tax deductible? It no it, it is it is tax deductible. Okay. So So yeah. whether or not a business decides to sponsor a driver under a sponsorship agreement or just puts it through as normal advertising, does it is there any difference there? Um, no, 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 it just has to be obviously for the business, really, I would say. Cool, okay. So are there any other benefits drivers can give businesses in a tax or financial sense with something like corporate social responsibility, such as school visits or charity events? Oh, yeah, because again, that is that driver is promoting, you know, the, the brand as well. Okay. And because I know a lot of uh, a lot of larger businesses have kind of corporate social responsibility CSR budgets, um, yes. this would probably be quite separate to you know the normal marketing or advertising budgets that they have. So, is there um, a benefit or any anything different that a driver would have to do to be able to tap into that kind of budget, or is it simply a case of how they pitch? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's all it's all about the pitch um, because with these budgets, if you can meet, so, say, the requirements of the pitch, then I imagine it would be accepted. Okay. Cool, that's cool. Uh, that that's something I want to touch on in a future podcast episode because okay. I think it's really important that drivers get involved with all all different facets of a, a sponsor's business. So for a driver that's kind of just getting serious about what they're doing and they're bringing in money from sponsors, 
do you have any recommendations for easy ways for them to keep on top of their finances yes um what i would say um again it depends on the sums involved but you want to keep a, a record of basically what's what's coming in and obviously what's going out there there are um lots of different sort of accounting packages out there now which can which can obviously keep keep record of your income and expenses um there's there's, there's quite a few um so but what I, what what i'd really say is look if you engage the services of an accountant they can advise you on the best way to obviously track your income and expenses yeah of course um so in in the first instance is it worth just kind of noting everything down in a spreadsheet just so it's all there so when a driver if they get to that stage where they are bringing in a lot of money and they do go to an accountant they're kind of set yeah i mean i definitely agree with like 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 a spreadsheet based application or online application it's just about yeah definitely recording it um and in terms of, and then obviously speaking to an accountant i would always say it's even better to speak to an accountant even before the setup just to get some initial advice on how to structure things properly and obviously how best to record the expenses as well okay and do uh, a lot of accountants kind of um provide that first consultation for free or would it be part of you know some ongoing agreement well um uh, i know a lot do i know my firm of obviously rhj accountants does pr pr provide that for free we, we always have a free um like business health check or an initial consult consultation okay cool um that's good to know uh, for, uh, for me going forward yes. and also um, <laughs> Definitely. For, um for any driver kind of you know looking to get into this i know it's it's quite difficult when you're really excited to just go racing and yes. you get really excited about kind of bringing money in and you just want to go out and spend it but there's a lot that these drivers need to think about um so they can kind of you know not get in trouble further down the line i i, I agree because the one thing that people see, do seem to forget about is tax especially if you're into racing like a racing driver or you're into sport or music it's because these people are passionate about what they do they kind of forget about the other thing yeah in business so is there kind of um obviously accountants deal with this kind of thing but is there i guess a role for a manager even if it's you know a parent of a young karting star is there a role for a manager or someone within that kind of position to kind of take charge of this kind of thing and make sure it is all kind of compliant and that they're speaking with the right accountants, etc. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. If they've got someone who can manage their affairs, obviously someone who they trust, they can obviously point them in the right, the right direction of, say, getting an accountant or legal advice. Because it's, again, it's even though it's racing driving, people have to kind of look at it. It's a business, you know, especially when it gets to like higher levels. You obviously want you want everything to be above board of course yeah so um that that kind of just brings me on to another question what uh, how does it work for drivers that are say under 18 or under 16 yes uh if they're under 16 they're not obviously classed as an adult um so i mean if they've got maybe a, fa a family member for example who could kind of basically have a company which would be for their company, but they would be the shareholders and director of it until that um, person comes of age. 
Okay, so 16 is kind of that cut-off yeah. age. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, and kind of just going back to how drivers manage their finances. Yes. What do they need to do in terms of sending invoices and receipts and all that kind of thing, just so the, the person on the end of the, the business who is sponsoring them, they're all kind of compliant and up to date and they have everything they need? Yeah, in terms of that, they would just need to send an invoice um, saying this is an invoice for sponsorship. And if they even if they could have an agreement saying the sponsorship entails this car and this racing driver will go out and prom promote the brand of the sponsor, you know, and just kind of details what they're going to do for the sponsorship. OK, so there's no kind of, you know, really complex templates or anything they have to stick to. It's just, you know, whatever basic invoice they, they want to send. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, just, yeah. As you said, it just needs to be this is what 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 the invoice is and this is what they're going to do for that invoice. OK. And is there any software or online programs, anything like that out there that makes that a little bit easier? Yeah, um, I mean, there's quite a few. Of them. I mean, we kind of highly recommend um, zero accounting software. So they're they're sort of one of the big players in the market, and they can it's it's an online application, and you can do your invoicing through it. You can connect your bank feeds through that through that software. You can basically do everything on that software. Okay, yeah. and um, that costs, doesn't it? It does cost. Um, there's various different packages. Uh, going from starter, which is twelve pounds a month, you've got standard at twenty-two, and premium at, at twenty-seven pound fifty. However, um, if your accountant is zero certified, as we are, we actually can offer a, offer a discount on that. Okay, I see. That's cool. So you definitely recommend that just for people kind of keeping on track of things and being able to easily send invoices. I imagine. It would save a lot of kind of time and effort for those who aren't aren't really down with the whole finance thing and just yeah, want to go racing. Exactly. No, I I would say if you can use say like an online accounting software, it's a lot better than trying to do things in spreadsheets or you know word documents. Really. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. And again, as I've mentioned before, this is you know quite out of my comfort zone all this finance stuff despite being a yeah. business owner i prefer the words than the numbers um is there any other advice you'd give to racing drivers who are you know going out and getting sponsorship in terms of their finances yeah i mean, I mean my main advice would be obviously have a good management um team in place but speak to an accountant because when it comes to money generally accountants can give you very good advice Okay, and from the other side of things, yes. what advice would you give to businesses? So small businesses who, you know, they might be, you know, sole traders or they just might be, I don't know, I guess like me, uh, fairly clueless in terms of finances. <laughs> what advice would you give to them if they're looking to sponsor a driver? If looking to sponsor a driver, obviously look for the, look, look for the correct driver and just have a kind of how they need to kind of have what do they want from the sponsorship, really? Because I, I suppose that's going to be the key thing. How do they want their brand to be promoted? Um, and as long as it's, you know, there's no, again, there's no personal use, it will be deductible for tax purposes. Okay, brilliant. Um, that's 
the end of my questions. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, um, apart from, you know, basically, you know, everybody needs an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, honestly, like a lot, of, when it comes to business, you do want to have that professional advice. That's what I, I would always say. Mm, I think especially if you're a limited company, because yes. um, looking at my own accounts year after year, I, I'm I'm very aware that it's it's a lot more complicated than say if you're going down the the sole trader self employed that, route. That's correct. Okay. Great. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. I think this will, this has shed a lot of light on some of the questions that drivers have in terms of you know what do I do with this huge chunk of money that's just come into my my bank account. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. Brilliant. Thank you very much. I hope that shed Jess. a little bit of light on how to handle tax and setting up as a business and everything else that goes with bringing in sponsorship money. Hopefully now, once those funds start coming in, you'll know exactly where to go. And as I said before, I'll put links to things like how to sign up as self-employed. Uh, it'll all be in the podcast notes. Once again, thank you for listening. Honestly, it's the reaction to this is, is amazing and I really appreciate every comment and email I get from you guys. If you've enjoyed this, it would be amazing if you could go onto iTunes and leave a review or share this on SoundCloud or even just drop me an email, jess at racingmentor.com telling me what you like about it, who you'd like to hear on here and anything else. Feedback is great and I can certainly take constructive criticisms as well. I have a really exciting new community group on Facebook as well. So if you're interested in joining that, just email me or come and say hello on the Facebook page and I will add you. It's a great place for drivers to kind of chat, share a bit more about what you're doing and ask for any advice. I'll be on there kind of talking to you about what you can do to pick up more sponsorship, but everyone's getting involved and it's great that people are kind of willing to share this kind of information with each other because ultimately we want to see more amazing drivers on track and I know that you guys want more competition. You love kind of a really hard fought championship don't we all so yeah just drop me an email or say hello on facebook and i will get you added to that it's been a pleasure as always and i will see you next week thank you very much bye bye